screamed at, where's Cuomo, Giselle? Where's Cuomo? And I'm like, oh no. I see him in this room by himself, like the holding room. He's by himself drinking his stupid coffee. I was like, sir. He was like, yes. I said, get out there now. <laughs> Welcome to Burning What is up, you guys? We are in hell with, well, word on the street, one of the hottest guests we've ever had. (laughs) She's a reality TV star. She's an author. She's an entrepreneur. She's a philanthropist. She's a mother of three amazing girls and my coworker on chat room. (laughs) She's O'Brien. Welcome to hell. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, I am exa- excited to be in hell because I'm always in heaven. So it's time I go to hell. Like, yeah, because you are drop dead gorgeous. You always look like you have your shit together and you're on one of the top shows on Bravo. So I decided that we should break it the fuck down. Yes. I do want to know, did you always think that you might be famous one day? Um, not really. I just felt like, like once I got divorced, I was like, all right. What, what's going to happen to my life? Mm-hmm. And I knew that something was going to happen. I just didn't know what. Mm-hmm. And then it happened. It's crazy because you also, your husband was famous. Like he was this huge personality. And did you find yeah. that during it, you were kind of like more supporting him and now you've really found your own? Yes. Like I was, to- I've, I've always been totally this girl, but when I was married, I was like all about making him the biggest he could possibly be. Like I was all about, um, getting my Michelle Obama on and mm-hmm. making him a national pastor, mm-hmm. which he, that happened. I did that. Mm-hmm. Check. But now I feel like you guys have kind of found a way for you to be your full self while yeah. coexisting with his stardom and your stardom. Yes, definitely. And definitely he looks at me differently. Like, you know, because of my success, because of what I've been able to do on my own without him, he's now like, oh, wow, like she's a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. And before, it's not that he didn't think I was a bad bitch. He didn't have anything to weigh it on. You know what I mean? I was just like out here helping him out. So he has like a newfound respect for me. And yes, we've been able to balance the two. But you have to understand our lives are so polar opposite, meaning I'm this reality person. I talk shit. Uh, I talk about blowjobs. I do all that. He's like, what are you doing, Giselle? Like, can you like calm down? Like, <laughs> bring it down. <laughs> so it's, you know, I try to be as, as respectful as I can towards his platform and what he's doing, but you know, I gotta be me. Yeah. So <laughs> you are this weird combination of cl- very, very classy, but also knows how to be like hysterical and messy <laughs> and get into it. Have you always been like that? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Cause you literally are like Michelle Obama, but then you will like call a bitch out in a second. Yes. But I mean, there's like time and place. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I don't walk around being like, um, I saw Charisse did said the other day that, you know, like Giselle's not like that person on TV all the time. Like, no, like I can't be walking around a, a ball of just calling people out like 24 seven. I mean, who lives like that? You don't so, show about like the PTA meeting with Angel being like, okay, I heard you brought cupcakes, but she said your cupcakes weren't as good as her cupcakes. <laughs> I can't do that. So I, you know, when, when I, when I come to work, yeah. I work. 
I appreciate that because as someone on a reality TV show, like you, you're there to like live and show your full self. You don't, you're like, is it worth it <laughs> right now? <laughs> That's a good question. Is it worth it? Um, some days I feel like no, mm -hmm. but then there are other days where most days I'm like, absolutely. But yeah. I, I get it. I mean, I, I got it then, but I, I normally want to give my opinion, but there's sometimes where I just don't want to give my opinion, but I have to. I feel like reality TV has made me grown because I wasn't that in touch with my feelings or I was very good at suppressing it and just being tough and just being like, whatever happens, happens. But reality TV, you're allowed to feel, you're allowed and you have to understand your emotions and what you stand for. Cause yes. America is gonna judge what you stand for. So it's like, how have you changed in these five seasons? <laughs> it's so funny. Cause at the reunion, it was like, we were talking, Andy was asking like who has changed and who hasn't. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I'm the shady bitch from season one. Like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> haven't changed. <laughs> um, and you know, like I just get recognized more, but <laughs> <laughs> right. But I, I, it's it's kind of like what you said. Like, you have to own your shit, whatever it is. You got to own it because you have to live in it. You got to talk about it. You got to be judged on it, and so you can't waver. So I don't like when people do that. Like, I don't like when people get on reality television, just kind of like play the fence or waver. No, you, you got to have an opinion. Yeah. I was told that like people are watching and they, if they agree with you, then it's like, they're a fan of you. And then if they don't, they're still a fan. Like we're like sports for, for how, for like people watching. It's just like yes. more fun sports and more yes. alcohol involved. Um, <laughs> Potomac, I have to say, like, I'm a little biased, but I think it's, one of the best housewives really far. well because some housewives the drama is like over lucy goosey apple juicy for 15 episodes yes we're in one yes. episode you guys will have cheating rumors tax evasion <laughs> a girl getting her hair pulled out like that's one episode like this is gold do you think people have been sleeping on it and why oh 100 absolutely but you have to understand we came in late Okay, so you had all of these housewife shows. I think it was like six or seven of them. And then six years later, here we come. And, you know, I get it. People are invested in whatever they're watching and they don't want to put another show on their list, right? Like, why do we care about these women now? Right, right. So I understood it. We were like the little engine that could. And to be quite honest, Hannah, I loved that spot. Like, I loved being like- Underdog? Yes. Like, it was- it was like our sweet spot. But and you now, definitely earned it. Yes. And we we brought it like we have brought it for five seasons. It's just that now, you know, there's a pandemic for a very long time. There was nothing else on. Mm -hmm. It's a good effing season. Like the season is fire. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody was like, well, damn, who are these girls? <laughs> and I'm like, we've been here for five seasons. Yes. People are, I think people are binging it too. Like my friends are messaging me being like, well, did you watch season two? And I'm like, oh, I have to catch up on that. So yes. anyone listening, watch Potomac. It's a game changer in your life. <laughs> These women, also, I feel like you guys didn't have this like air about you that some other housewives have where they didn't want to like go there or they didn't yeah. want to tell stuff about their lives. And you guys, and you, like your friendship with Robin is so authentic. And like, yeah. you can't fake that stuff on screen. No, you got to give us that balance of shady, drama, funny. Mm -hmm. Like if we don't have our funny, mm -hmm. then 
it puts us in the same category as some of the other franchises. And I don't want to be that. Like, I always want to be authentic to who we are because we are all very funny in our own way. And I think that's how you've mastered the messiness of the show because you do it in a way that if you didn't say that, it wouldn't have like continued a story. And yes. you do it with such a tasteful like smirk on your face where it's like, you guys, I don't, you know, like we're in on this together. Like, come on, like you're, you're not out there really to hurt anybody. And that's why I think like I've become such a fan watching you. Um, how have you and Robin how has your friendship changed over the last five years because your co-workers now in a messy job yeah um we've actually become closer which is great you know it was just so funny because like season one season two you know we were super close but then I think around season three there was like an incident that happened I can't remember what it was but you know Robin doesn't agree with everything I do and that's the beauty of our friendship yep. and I don't want a friend that just agrees with me co-signs everything I say and do because I'm messy I'm sometimes horrible and I need somebody to like check me <laughs> and she does that so and she's great like I always say like Robin is just like a nicer version of Giselle like, she's, <laughs> she's like the <laughs> angel on your shoulder yes she really is and, you know, I respect her. I respect her game. I respect her life. I respect everything that she does. And no, you can't fake that. We were friends years before the show. My relationship with Karen, I've known Karen years before the show came <laughs> along. And though, like, I hate her guts, but, <laughs> you know, she's, she is who she is. And I get who she is. She has no idea who she is. That's who she is. <laughs> I kind of love your constant like banter of you two hating on each other. It's yeah. I mean, it's a lot from her end, but um, it makes I, me it makes me laugh because there's like no like nothing really happened to make her that annoyed at you. Like everything you do. It's like, what are you what are you mad at? You you you're that mad, really? But it creates great tension because every scene you're like at any time. Giselle could say something that Karen's gonna snap off on and that's what makes the show so fucking good you also have three daughters how did you explain to them like did they do they watch the show did they want to film it like what's their perspective on it all you know it's it's been a roller coaster so like when we first started they were like okay first of all my Thank only God. issue with being on a show was them like, I was like, if they're not on board, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. But they were so on board. They're like, mom, are you going to be on TV? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> they're like, are we going to be on TV? And I was like, yes. They were like, yes. <laughs> so, okay, so the twins just started a new school. So now they're in high school. They're like cringing at their friends finding out who their mother is. They're like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm a bad bitch. Like, I'm very <laughs> to be a bad bitch. Like, how do you not? want your friends to know like <laughs> that's such teenager shit though being like mom you're embarrassing me you talk about blowjobs yes okay and I get that so in order to like have a happy medium no I don't let them watch the show if they watch it they watch it on their own mm -hmm. whatever um all their friends watch the show so if ever they're on their friends are calling them like oh you said this and blah blah mm -hmm. um <laughs> But you know, I want them to. I want them to live their life. Like I don't want them to be consumed in my nonsense. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like they are very opinionated, smart, beautiful girls. Ha what have they taught you as a mother, especially being a single mother for so many yeah. years? Um, they taught me um, patience. Like I had zero patience before they got here, and now it's like 
I got to calm down. I got to make it all about them. Mm -hmm. I have to teach them that they're the prize. You know what I mean? Like, you know, y'all are going to date a bunch of boys. They're all stupid. You know, <laughs> you got to make sure <laughs> that you get the fact that, you know, you're the prize. Like, you know, don't let anybody make you feel less than because you're not. You're, and, and be smart and just get it. Do you. Yep. Like after you finish school, do you like yep. travel the world, you know, whatever job you want to do, make it your own and live your life and not worry about the world because the world is like mean and nasty. Yeah. I always say that once your energy is right, I feel like then you start attracting the right guys or yeah. the friends. But if your energy is off and easily influenced and just like all over the place, the wrong people can come in your life. Yeah. Girls in their early 20s, that's my advice, is find what brings you joy. Focus on yourself. Because, I mean, I was all over the place. Early 20s sucks. But um, <laughs> they, I, they're so great. They've come on chat room. And they just have a beautiful, beautiful energy to them. And I love them so much. Thanks. Um, I feel like I want to dig a little deeper into you. Because I, I do think you're one of the most beautiful women on this planet. I know I'm, like, sucking up to you right now. But I believe it. What are you insecure about physically? Oh, that's a good question. I like everything. So, because <laughs> you look like a Barbie doll. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm always concerned about my weight. Um, so, you know, like we just passed Thanksgiving. I was eating everything under the sun. So, I'm always <laughs> like very conscious about like what I eat. Um, mm -hmm. And that's been since I was in my 20s. Mm -hmm. Like that's never gone gone away. And to the point where I'm like, I can't wait for the day when I can just like not have to worry about what I eat. And I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm fat or anything like that. I just want to feel healthy. Yeah. And I think that's it. Just like my weight. Yeah. yeah. And do you ever suffer from anxiety at all? Like, are you a perfectionist or, cause I know you're kind of type A. <laughs> yes. So I worry about everything mm. and then I worry about nothing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That actually made so much sense. And, you know, as, as my kids get older, I was kind of like checking in with them because, you know, this is like some trying times. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you can slip into a depression in five seconds. In oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I do worry about my future. I worry about my kids. I worry about um, chat room. I mm -hmm. worry about everything. Mm -hmm. But I let it go. Like, I don't I just feel like I don't consume the worry. Yeah. When the worry comes, you have to be like, this is not real. This is just like an annoying roommate in my head. And yeah. I also think that people who can worry a lot have a good sense of humor because you have to laugh at those voices sometimes and be like, girl, I don't have time for you right now. <laughs> yes, but I go, like I work out every day. So I get up in the morning, I'm at the gym at like 6.30, I'm oh doing a class and that like gets my mind right. If I didn't work out, I would have troubles. Oh yeah, you go to bed early and wake up early and start the day. Were you always like yeah. that? Because I I go to bed, I don't know, normal like midnight, but I cannot get out of bed sometimes in the morning. <laughs> well, Hannah, you have to stop drinking, okay? It's all about the drink. <laughs> um, like I've seen you on yeah. chat room. <laughs> you a mess. <laughs> <laughs> now, yes, it's uh, for me, I go to bed early. I, like I, I, Even if I go to bed late, I want that consistency in my life. So I got to get up. I got to hit the gym. I got to get my mind right. I got three girls I got to be concerned about. They're always coming at me with like demands. Like if I didn't have my mind right, like I would, I would lose it. I would freaking lose it. Do you ever deal with depression at all? When I was younger. 
Yes. Um, when I was probably, I don't know, like teens, mm -hmm. maybe. Um, and I didn't know what it was at the time because, you know, I'm a little older nobody talked about depression, but yeah, like I would get into like a funk Yeah. and I don't, I don't know how it manifested or like where it came from, but I just remember not feeling happy, mm. you know, and not, and feeling like, okay, when this and this and this happens in my life, then I'll be happy. Mm. And that's just like, not how you should live. Yeah, you start to realize later that when you get those things, you're still the same girl. Yeah. And happiness like really does come from within and not the results around you. Because yeah, you also had the that perfect like housewife life on yes. paper. And it sounds like then things got messy and it sounds like you found your real confidence now. But I've always felt like, you know, I'm a product of my parents and they very much taught me like I teach my kids that you know I'm the prize I am to be treated with respect yep. at all times and so when things got messy in my life with regards to my marriage it was just kind of like mm, I'm not living my life like this mm -hmm. and I realized later Hannah that like me getting a divorce with like three kids under the age of two like nobody does that no and I just did it because that's what I felt like I should do for myself but it was an act of self-love Yes. But later it brought me confidence. It didn't bring me confidence at the time, but like later I was like, wow, I went through that and I'm still me. And I'm still like feeling like I'm the baddest thing walking and the smartest thing talking. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. No, I, and then, and then you decided to write your book. Yes. Was that therapeutic for you. Can you tell me about that? After I got a divorce, I wanted to write a book, but I just didn't know in what form it was going to be or how I was going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't ever want to throw my ex-husband under the bus just because it's like, why? You know yeah. what I mean? No need. So finally I got to a place where I was like, you know what? It's going to be fiction and it's going to be like a novel and I'm going to tell my story, but I'm changing people and I'm making, and then it, that gave me the room to make it juicier mm -hmm. and to be like more salacious mm -hmm. and really just make it a page turner. So Yes, it was therapeutic. Like when I finished it, I cried. I was like, oh my gosh, I, you know, have put this pen to paper and I felt like the story was amazing. And you've won awards for it. And I just love like that you're taking your experiences and like you probably affected a lot of people out there who read that yeah. book and probably felt understood or just less alone. Yeah, well, I, I got so much feedback from it. And everybody, especially people in the church world, they they got it, they understood it. But like even just going through a bad relationship, you know, mm -hmm. you understand yourself a little bit better. And sometimes you just want a little boost. Mm -hmm. You just want a little something to read that's gonna give you a little piece of confidence yeah. to either stay or leave or cuss them out or whatever. I know, I, I feel like you deciding that you wanted a divorce with girls that young where clearly you didn't know if you could probably even handle that but you knew what you deserved at that time yeah. and like that is an act of self-love to say like I deserve better and this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna figure it out even though I don't know what it is yet and you also you come from like high society of Potomac you have like your parents are important and you have the church so like how do you walk in a room knowing that you're on reality TV, like, do you have haters in the community? 
Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. But, you know, I don't care. Like, I've never cared. I've always been, you know, when I walk into a room, I think I brighten up the room a little bit. When we first started the show, you know, you have to understand Potomac is a white town mm-hmm. and Black women are representing Potomac. So that was already an issue. Mm-hmm. And we got so much hate season one and then it was a hit and then it was like oh okay we like these girls and we understand the show and we're happy that they're representing Potomac but it was it was difficult in the beginning it, it's so funny because I don't know anything about Potomac I told you I thought it was it was Potomac I was calling it Potomac my friends were like you're embarrassing us <laughs> I didn't know anything about it but now I'm obsessed yeah and also shout out to Bravo I'm so I feel so honored to be a part of chat room that is yes. an all-female talk show. Also, we have a Black female showrunner who is a badass motherfucking bitch. Yes. <laughs> and I just feel honored to like be a part of And I, I really think that, I hope that it grows and keeps moving because it's been so much fun, right? Chat room is like a breath of fresh air for me. Yeah. Like, so first of all, it's a different skill set. I was telling Andy this the other day when I was at the reunion, I was like, you know, it's a totally different skill set. And not that the four of us didn't have the skill set, but it's mm-hmm. like, well, you probably had tapped into it a little bit more because you have your podcast and all mm-hmm. that. The fact that it's the four of us and we gelled so quickly together and we have like this amazing chemistry mm-hmm. and yes, it was birthed out of the pandemic, but there's no reason why it shouldn't, we should not be in a studio like doing it because it would make it so much better. Well, uh, for me, I, like doing it on Zoom is hard. Like, you know, like comedy is about timing and you're like, have something you want to say. And the next thing you know, <laughs> your internet's going down and you're like, no, <laughs> but I think it's made yeah. us like, we, we realize we're in this pandemic kind of production together. And we've all been so patient with each other when someone's like computer goes down or like whatever bullshit happens. And right. I feel like the show's good. Cause I feel like we're all really rooting for each other. Cause we know like if we all need to be on a top of our game for it to flow and yes. it does feel like, yeah, we're on this team and, <laughs> but it is a different mindset that like, we get to talk shit on other things and just have like a conversation with girls at brunch and not like have to necessarily put our lives on the line all the time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That like you're not coming fun. on and we're not like, Giselle, so did Jamal text you? <laughs> well, is that yeah. someone texted you? <laughs> yeah it's it's and that's why I say it's been a breath of fresh air because it's like we're giving our opinions on everything else mm-hmm. outside of like really us and our personal lives which has mm-hmm. been fun and I really like it like I think we're all like very very good at it it's it's also cool because we started Bravo just thinking like wow it's great we get to be on this reality show but then to see them see other talents in us Yes. bring like different kinds of joy or laughter to people because like we have strong opinions and that works well in a lot of different things we could be lawyers next who knows <laughs> yes yes and I'm like you know my strong opinion has worked for me it, it, it has brought me to where I am today but sometimes you know it's not so good but to know that my opinion on chat room like matters is everything were you in finance before what were you doing back in the day so back in the day, yes. So when I went to college, I was a finance major. I don't know what I wanted to do with that. I don't know. I wasn't quite sure. I was just like, really. It sounds enjoy- important though. <laughs> I was enjoying myself in school, but you know, finance sounded like impressive. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't hack it. Like that's a lot of mental work. So mm-hmm. I changed my major to marketing, which is 
more or so up my alley. Yeah. When I graduated, I worked for the NAACP. That's where I met Jamal. Um, I was like their liaison between corporate, the corporate world, the money and the organization. Mm. And like I did, I dealt with all the conventions. So like when Bill Clinton came, when Hillary Clinton came, when Cuomo came, like I was like their girl that they had to deal with. Oh, so that's I, awesome. Yeah. I was like that bitch. I was like that event bitch. Like I was like, <laughs> you, you were like the publicity girl. You were like, I know where the party is. Follow me. We're going to yeah. have a good time. Yeah. And I was like the one that was like, would keep them on top of timing. Cause you know, these conferences are like huge, but all of these political people that are very important, they, you know, want to come in whatever they feel like it. No, we've got like an agenda we're following here yeah. and you're messing it up. So <laughs> You're like Cuomo, stop texting. I'm telling you what to do. <laughs> well, that was, this was before texting. This was like a long time ago. So he actually, this is how he like offered me a job because he was, I don't think I've ever told the story. He was in the back. So the, the conference is, is happening. There's like, a t you know how you see those big tables with like the dais and everybody's like sitting down at the table and there's like a big audience out there and they're talking to those people mm -hmm. and one by one they're talking. Okay, Cuomo, you're in the back drinking your coffee because you decided that you didn't get your coffee that morning and you need to have coffee before you went out on the dais. And I was like, so I'm getting screamed at. Where's Cuomo, Giselle? Where's Cuomo? And I'm like... I don't know. So I was mad that I was so mad because of this guy. he needed to drink his coffee, yes. not on stage. I see him in this room by himself, like the holding room. He's by himself drinking his stupid coffee. So I was like, I didn't even know his name. I was like, sir. He was like, yes. I said, get out there now. So he was like, okay, okay. So he was like, I just wanted my coffee. So I was like, I'll bring you your damn coffee. So he goes out there. And I get his little stupid coffee and I bring it to him and I leave. He was like, well, holy shit, who's that girl? <laughs> so, She's a future Real Housewife of Potomac and she just yes. yelling so at you. He had his people find me and they were like, you know, you know, Mr. Cuomo was very impressed with you. We'd like to like talk to you about being his like advanced team. And I was like, sure. So I went, I met with him, I met with the whole team and they offered me a job, but the advance, they literally work 340 days out of the year. Mm -hmm. And I don't really want to work that hard, like ever. So um, <laughs> I said, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you were like, I'm flattered that when I whooped your ass into shape, you were like, that's the kind of girl I want on my team, but um, I'm my own team. I'm going to yeah. be over here with me. <laughs> yes, yes. I love I that story. That I yes. love that story. But it's also like so I say that Cuomo hired me. Yeah. I didn't take the job, but he hired this girl. Hell yeah. Oh, also, real quick, I wanted to ask you because you said you met Jamal at the NAACP. Yeah. When you so met him, was it immediate? Like, did you immediately start seeing each other? Like, were you like, this guy's going to be my husband, or was it more complicated? Okay, so I heard his voice. Oh, I love when you're attracted to someone's voice. <laughs> and I was like, something in me said was like, not he was going to be my husband, but he's going to be in my life forever. Like, I yeah. felt it. Right? Yeah. Um, then we met. And he was like, he would make up reasons for me to come to his office. So he would be like, um, 
can you help me with my phone? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not the tech girl. I'm not the phone girl, but okay. So like he would make all these excuses for me to come and spend time with him. And then, you know, I was seeing somebody at the time that I met him and he was seeing somebody, um, but we always went to lunch together. We become very, very good friends first, which I appreciate to this day. Like, like that's my guy. Like we're very good friends. I remember you saying that. And I think that finding someone who's your best friend is like integral because like yeah. at some point you're not going to be like looking at them trying to rip their clothes off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and who's got time for that? Like, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's going to happen, but not all the time. Exactly. Giselle, you're the fucking best. We're going to wrap it up with one final game. It's called the okay. Seven Deadly Sins. <laughs> Seven Deadly Sins. What are you greedy about? Food. Mm. All of it. Anything sweet. Sweet. What's your, like, go-to dessert? Um, anything chocolate. Mm. Who are you yep. envious of? Karen's fashion. <laughs> okay. Okay, I know we're playing a game right now, but let's talk about that really quickly. Okay, first of all, Karen is, like, broke right like she's like in beyond debt like she's like in debt of debt right <laughs> and it really makes me feel sorry for her because it's like who wants to be at her age and her husband's age and you're like in debt right mm -hmm. and so she buys like all this fake stuff and she thinks that she's fabulous so like karen we know the facade mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. let's move on but you understand um, that like she's going through pain. So it sucks that like that pain instead of her dealing with it is just being projected onto your fashion style. Right. When, when, when her, when mine is like, this is a real Gucci sweatshirt. When hers is like all Gucci and it's adjacent. It's like Chanel adjacent. Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gluttonous about? So besides food, is there something that you overindulge in? I would kind of say it's like time. You know, I, if you talk to my kids, they'd be like, mommy is the most annoying thing under the sun because I want to spend time with them. Like I'm all in their rooms, I'm climbing up in their beds. So I would say like being with my kids, is like mm -hmm. the thing that I do. And, you know, I'm like counting down the days that Grace goes to college because I don't want her to go, but she has yeah. to go. Yeah. And just being with my kids, to be honest with you. And you know what? The pandemic forced me to realize a how much I was missing because I was like never here before mm -hmm. the pandemic and then b yo I don't want to go back to that I want to be up under my kids armpits yes yes I love that yeah. um when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath so anger when was the last time you got pissed off at the reunion I was really pissed when was the last time you were a lazy sloth <sighs> like you stayed in bed all day Never. I mean, I would have to be like before I had kids, like yeah, 16 years ago. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. Okay. So one of my like fun things, not fun things, but like when I would travel, like, let's say I'm just going to New York to do Watch What Happens Live, right? I'll make sure I get there early so that I can put on like get into the hotel, put on a robe, get in the bed and just lay there. Yeah. But I haven't done that in so long because it's pandemic. So mm -hmm. like there, I haven't been doing like that whole traveling thing. Oh, my birthday when I turned 50. What'd you do? So me and Jamal went to um, 
uh, Southern California, um, like Newport Beach, Laguna Beach, that area. Mm. And because I didn't really want to go out the country. I was scared about the whole, like, is Trump going to say we can't come back in the country? Like, you know, I was just scared. Anyway, so we went to California and I just like laid in the bed and it was like, great. Mm -hmm. But I do feel guilty when I do that. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's something else I could be doing. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes you successful, but it's annoying (laughs) to always have that in the back of your head. When was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? This is the whole good question. I know. <laughs> Whether it's your relationships or your work. I don't know, but I can say I have had to work on that. That's mm-hmm. been one of the things that, you know, as I've gotten older, I'm like, all right, I need to kind of work on this because I do believe in greatness, right? In people. Yes. So in order for you to get there, you got to put the pride away and you have to really be a humble person and really appreciate the little things and appreciate what God or whoever you believe in is doing in your life. I believe everybody is capable of being their version of great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. Last one. When was the last time you lusted over someone? So besides Jamal, who's like your celebrity crush? Who are you feeling? Okay. All right, so like a list. Okay. <laughs> She's pulling out a list. She has a whole notebook. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. So interest is definitely getting it. Like mm-hmm. immediately my panties are coming off. It's on. I don't care what he's doing, you know. And the accent. The, I mean, just everything. It's just like everything. Okay. There's a guy. Oh God. Sergio, you know who I'm talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> okay. Wait, where is he from? Give me some context. Okay, he plays basketball. I'm about to look him up. He plays basketball. Oh. He he is from some other place. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to him in a second. Um, and he and so Cal, you know, Sergio Rodriguez. No, no, Sergio Rodriguez. I was just googling. Who the hell is that? I was just googling. Okay, so as I'm finding him, you know, um, Cal, my my friend. So Cal is like Giselle. If I ever get the opportunity, I'm gonna hook you up with this guy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, who is he? So he, for years, he'd been telling me about this guy and how amazing he is. And he would always like DM me pictures of him. And I, I shouldn't really say this because like Jamal and Cal are like friends. So it's like, okay, this is all fantasy. This is really not happening. It's a joke. Yes. All right. So. I'm like, well, who is he? Okay, so he speaks. When he speaks, he has an accent. So, it, and he's like a chocolate guy. You know, I like a nice little chocolate brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, wait a minute. Okay. Oh, oh, I know exactly what you're saying. Sir, Sergey, Serge Ibaka. He's fucking gorgeous. What? Yes. His cheekbones are stupid. And he he's dressed good. kind of like different, yep. you know. When he I has to watch him all the time. Yeah, he plays for the Raptors now. Yes, I yes. watching him. Yes, he just got traded or something. He's like, a he... beautiful man. Are you kidding me? That's the guy right there. And he's cool about it. Like, he's not like... He's not in your face. No, he's so cool about it. He's just like the man. Now, let's get back to Idris for a second. So... <laughs> <laughs> so like, I... I'm not talking about him. No, so I used to live in Baltimore when I was married and that's when The Wire was being filmed in Baltimore. Are you familiar with The Wire? Yes. I know this is before your time. No, but it's one of the all time best shows. 
Okay. And that was like, Stringer Bell was his name, was Idris's name, Stringer Bell. So that was kind of like his first entry into the whole world of acting, I think. Anyway, I used to see the characters all the time around where I lived, except Stringer Bell. Okay, and I was looking for him. And I would all, anytime I would see like somebody else, I would be like, where's Stringer? Is Stringer here? And I think he li didn't live in Baltimore. Like, I, like most of them stayed there. He didn't. But I used to drive around looking for Stringer Bell. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a secret that I'm sharing with the world. Yes. I love that. You heard it here first. Straight up restraining order against Giselle. <laughs> and I used to, I used to tell Jamal, I'd be like, Jamal, Jamal be like, well, where you been? I was like, looking for Stringer. I was like, <laughs> you want to go Stringer searching with me? <laughs> Stringer Bell. <gasps> oh my it's gosh. Like, well, oh. it's funny because Jamal is such a huge personality and you're a huge personality. Do you ever feel like, were you ever into shy guys in the past? Because I'm similar to you as I'm currently in love with a guy who has a huge personality and I'm like, oh, we're so similar. I kind of love that. Yeah. But I used to go for shy guys in the past because I thought I needed a shy guy for me to like feel alive. No, for whatever reason, I've always dated these like larger than life personality people, which might be a problem, <laughs> but- um, is larger than life. Yeah, well, but um, Sherman, who everybody has been introduced to via the show, mm -hmm. is very quiet and mm -hmm. laid back. And maybe that's why we're not together. Yeah, sometimes you're like at dinner and you're like, can you bring up one conversation? Cause I can't be the show pony the whole time. And, and a lot of times because everything we do, we have to talk so much and yeah. you know, our brain and all that nonsense. When I don't have to, sometimes I don't feel like talking. I'm the same girl. Yeah. In the chat room, I don't speak for like three hours. My mom's yeah. like, how'd it go? And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. It's just fine. But I mean, you know, so you need that balance of somebody else that can like take the lead in, yes. in the conversation. Yes, I love that. Or going to a party and not feeling pressured to make sure they're okay and knowing they're going to be a social butterfly and you can lay back. Yes, totally. Um, our final, final question, Giselle, you have flourished in hell. I knew you would, but what advice would you give to the listeners on how to cope with your hell? When you're going through it, when you're in your dark place, what has helped you? Always like remembering that it's temporary. Mm -hmm. That's my mother always told me, whatever you're going through is temporary. Um, there is gonna be light at the end of the tunnel. You don't see it yet, but it's happening. Mm -hmm. And like, let it go. Just let it, a lot of times we just, we like get consumed in that moment of whatever we're feeling and thinking and you have to let it go. So kind of like the universe can do its job. Yeah, I always believe that if you, make the first step out of whatever it is that's bad, God will take care of the rest. But you gotta yeah, make that- like, Don't attach yourself or focus on the bad stuff or that's yeah. just what you're gonna be surrounded by. Let it go. I love that. Giselle, where can people follow you? Where can people watch you? Give me the goods. Okay. <laughs> where can people buy your shit? Right, before I give you the goods, we, we need to talk about your space right here. Like, you have- <laughs> Two pictures behind you. I'm like very confused. You, what is I'm in this? bed. I'm in oh. bed. <laughs> okay. okay. Is this your normal space, Hannah? Because I love you. And I want you to be the greatest Hannah you can be. Right now, I'm looking at your background and I'm like, this is not your greatest self right here. Okay, so, so I film chat room at my parents' house because my mom is, you know, 
uh, OCD. She loves everything clean. They have a beautiful kitchen. Yeah. Okay. So I inherited this. I'm in Des's room. They just like put up two random paintings that are way too high and not really aligned. Um, yeah. And did I brush my hair this morning? No. But did I come with all my personality? Yes. And that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, this is Dez's. Let's let's get mad at Dez for this. I'm gonna deal with it, but I was dealing with the bathroom and the living room first. Okay, all right, that's fine. All right, so people can find me at Giselle <laughs> Bryant. Everything like I'm Giselle Bryant on all of my social media stuff, and yeah, that's that on that. Yeah, amazing. And what? Where can people get your book? Oh, Amazon. Amazon. What's it called? My. my word my word i love it so much giselle everyone watch chat room sundays and mondays 10 30 p.m eastern we are having the time of our lives and follow giselle and watch potomac don't sleep <laughs> on it because you are doing yourself a disservice um, all right well, thank you, you so much i'll see okay. you later and thank you for this time you're the best all right bye, bye giselle <laughs>